Hello and welcome to another podcast from Desi Sports. Uh, thank you so much for downloading it. As you know, it's available on all um, streams. We're on Spotify, Hubhopper in India, our very own Hubhopper. So I urge you to take a look at that. iTunes um, and Podbean, uh, who are our host at the moment. Um, today, we are going to be talking about um, the national national obsession that's cricket. And obviously, there's only one person to uh, have on the pod. He's a very close friend and um, a brilliant person to speak to. And it's uh, journalist Prasan Mugdam. Prasan, hello and welcome to the show. How are you, my friend? Hi, Bharat. I'm good. Uh, thanks a lot. Uh, great to be part of the show again. No. Um, how are you doing, Greg? Yeah, it, it's it's dark here now because it's our winter time. But just to let our listeners know, we're recording um, at uh, on a Thursday evening England time. Uh, but it's, as you can imagine, it's very late in India. So I really appreciate you taking time out for us and from uh, your busy day today. Absolutely, no issues at all. Uh, always, always love speaking to you. So anytime, any it's okay with me. Brilliant. Um, today, uh, well, hopefully, we can cover. Um, the, like I said, the national team um, and the cricket series that are various national teams are playing. So we're going to be talking about the uh, ongoing Under-19 World Cup, um, the 18 yeah. tour of New Zealand, uh, which I think was a brilliant idea. And obviously the big one that we've been waiting since the start of the domestic uh, cricket season, uh, the national team touring New Zealand. Uh, I think that's a series that we've all been waiting for when it starts Um later to, um, tonight england time uh, early morning um so just to kick off with the um the big tournament as it were the under 19 world cup um what have you made of it so far i mean with the indians i mean the group uh, stage is a f- bit of a formality uh but mm-hmm. what did you think of the performances oh you know um we, we've uh, had a great under 19 world cup so far um afghanistan for the starters has uh, you know, they've put in some really good performances. Mm. Um, they've picked up two wins in a row and uh, they've just proven, you know, with this World Cup as well that uh, their spin factory is never something that seems to close at any point in time. Uh, we've seen Rashid Khan, obviously, Mujib and uh, Mohammad Nabi, but in this World Cup, they've honoured some more spinners like Shafiqullah Ghaffari, who picked up a six-figure haul against South Africa, Noor Ahmad, who's a left-arm Chinaman. So, uh, Afghanistan have really, you know, put in a great performance uh, this year. And India, obviously, uh, it was expected that um, we will obviously get through till the Super League stages. And we started off with a big win against Sri Lanka. And then um, I think pretty much outplayed Japan. Uh, they just got all out for 42 and, you know, uh, 41, sorry. So, um, it's been a good start for India. And I feel a couple of other teams are also doing really well. So, I feel the Super League stage will be very exciting when we get there. Yeah, absolutely. And um, just re- just want to take you um, what you think of uh, Japan being in the tournament. I mean, it's really good to see this new emerging nations. But is the gap so big that, you know, they? I was going to say they shouldn't be allowed in the tournament. They've qualified. They deserve to be there. But, uh, you know, it's so one- it's incredibly one-sided. Um, what do you think of a team like Japan being in this tournament without having any, you know, good infrastructure or having played with even, you know, the likes of Sri Lanka or other nations? As you rightly mentioned, you know, infrastructure is a very big thing in sport nowadays. Uh, we've, we've spoken plenty of times about Kabaddi also, you know, how it's uh, how the game has changed over time and a lot of countries and states are getting there. Uh, 
Um, when it comes to cricket in Japan, I actually spoke to the head of cricket operations and uh, wrote an article about yes. Japan cricket. Yes, I read um, that brilliant article. On our, I'll link it on our um, show notes as well. It's definitely worth a read. Thank you so much. <laughs> Means a lot. Um, so yeah, I mean, as I was saying, you know, um, Japan cricket is uh, is a lot about uh, trying to you know get to a place wherein these kids understand how the game has to be played and. Uh, uh, playing against a team like India, you know, full of quality, these youngsters from India uh, pick up the game right from when they were about three to four years old. And uh, uh, Japan, on the other hand, they have a lot of kids coming in from multiple heritages. So, I am pretty sure that um, this bunch of uh, Japan cricketers with, uh, who are playing the Under-19 World Cup right now uh, will obviously go back with a lot of experiences. And it's a big plus for Japan because now the whole country knows that Cricket in Japan is something that is on the rise, and Japan cricket is something that can be uh, promoted as a career. So it's really? a big plus. And um, yeah, I mean, uh, cricket as a sport has changed a lot of lives, and I feel sometime in the near future, maybe five to six years down the line, we could see a couple of these kids uh, stealing some of the headlines as well with their performances. So I mean, obviously they qualified because. Um... I think in the final it was forfeited. But um, what did he tell you about cricket in uh, Japan? Because I mean, you'd never think about them playing cricket, and um, you see these young players coming through, not the seniors. Um, and you, seen, you 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 talk about the expats that are in that little um, group as well. And you seem to think there's a future for cricket in Japan. Oh yeah, certainly. You know, uh, it, it, it's a big thing that uh, they actually got through to the qualifiers, and uh, in the qualifiers they won four out of four matches. So that, uh, so you know, that really speaks volumes about the quality of cricket in Japan. Um, although the teams that they played, you know, uh, Papua New Guinea, I mean, teams like these obviously haven't really had a big um, foundation in terms of cricket. But then again, for them to qualify for such a big tournament is a big thing, first of all. And um, when I spoke to Mr. Alan Kerr, he obviously told me a lot about how uh, cricket in Japan is slowly rising, yet they're focusing a lot on youngsters, which is, I think, the best thing to do. Because if you can inject that spirit of cricket and the way cricket is played with the morals and values that need to be followed in the sport from a young age, uh, they'll obviously pick up the sport a lot quicker. And promoting the games in school, uh, the game in schools in Japan is also a big way to go about it. So they've got a couple of very good strategies in place. And uh, yeah, I mean, as I said, five to six years down the line, we could see a lot of these kids uh, shine in the sport of cricket. Well, for all our listeners, make sure you remember where you heard it first. It was with Prasan's article and speaking to the gentleman from the Japanese Cricket Association. So this is where it it, it was highlighted that look out for Japan in the future because let's face it, they're not going to have any financial issues, are they? And um, I know that baseball is a huge sport there in Japan. So there are similarities between the two games. So by the sound of it, um, they are getting things right at this early stage in we can see a Japan uh, progressing like Afghanistan uh, has done. So, but uh, brilliant article. It was a really good insight. So, uh, like I said, I'll put it in the show notes so everybody can have a look at it. Um, in terms of uh, the other games, I mean, um, India obviously going to qualify from uh, Group A, but Group B, um, West Indies, they always seem to produce these age group teams that perform a lot better than their senior team. And again, they're topping the group with three wins. Mm-hmm. 
West Indies, obviously, we know that uh, they have very, very good uh, talented players. You know, these players aren't just pure batsmen or pure bowlers. Uh, West Indies has been a country that has produced quality all-rounders over time. And uh, this, this series as well, guys like uh, Neem Young um, and, you know, Matthew Ford are some of the guys. Obviously, the captain is also a big player. Kelvin Anderson uh, showed us what he's capable of in the warm-up matches. Um, so, they, they've got some really good talent and it's a well-rounded team. Ashmeet Ned is also a great left-arm off-spinner. So, they've got a, they've got a very good balance in their side. And um, it was actually, I was actually surprised to see, uh, you know, them picking up uh, big wins against Australia and England, two formidable teams as well. So, it's good to see that talent in West Indies is still like the way it was in the early 1980s, 1990s and even now. So, good on West Indies and hopefully... If India and West Indies do clash, it's certainly going to be a big match to watch out for. Well, you talk about the next stage, um, because India will top their table, the chances are, well, not the chances, it seems we'll play Australia in the quarterfinals. Um, it, normally, that would be a huge game, but uh, after seeing the way the West Indies uh, dominated against uh, Australia, um, what do you think? I mean, they've um, had easy win against uh, Nigeria and then a close game against yeah. England. Uh, how do you think um, that game will go? Uh, Australia obviously have a very s- a strong team uh, led by Mackenzie Harvey who's uh, already uh, left quite a bit of his impression in the Big Bash League. Uh, they've got some quality players. You know, Fraser McGurk is also one more kid who's who's made an impact in the Big Bash. Uh, Tanvi Sangha, the leg spinner, he's been in some great form for them. Uh, he's picked up a whole lot of wickets, picked up nine wickets in the first two matches. Uh, he bowled an economical spell against England as well. So, they've got a very good, uh, well-set team. Uh, India also, you know, we've, as I said, uh, the Indian team, we won the quadrangular series before this. Mm. Uh, we won and we won our first two games pretty comfortably. So, it's going to be a great contest. I feel this will be more about India's batting uh, versus Australia's batting more than the bowlers uh, sort of looking to make a mark. So, it's going to be pretty exciting and I'm certainly looking forward to the clash as well. Yeah, and that clash is coming up um, in five days' time, so that will be one um, that it will be worth what uh, staying up for. Um, what's the coverage like in India? Because here in England, um, they, at the moment, the show is very mixed. I'm sure it'll change for the quarterfinals. But uh, what's the coverage like? Is the um, enthusiasm gaining, or will it take uh, hold once we get to the semi-finals and final? Uh, in my opinion, you know, uh, a lot of the focus has been on the senior team and a lot of people are waiting for the India versus New Zealand series like yeah. all of us. I mean, we are as well. <laughs> but uh, Star Sports, obviously, they've done a great job to actually um, telecast the matches, all of the matches live on TV. Uh, so, that's a big plus. Uh, a lot of people are watching the games when other matches or let's say other tournaments aren't going on. Um, a lot of these kids are also have been in the news in recent times, especially the Indian team, you know, Priyam Garg uh, uh, and uh, SSV Jaiswal, Ravi Bishnoi all picked up under uh, contracts with the IPL. Mm. So, all have been, I mean, people are looking at their names and looking at their performances. So, it's a very good thing that the Under-19 World Cup is actually happening right now, just before probably the IPL. So, that the IPL also, in the IPL, people will be looking at these guys um, who will get on the field. So, the coverage is pretty good and uh, I, I feel that overall it's a very good tournament. It's a it's a great way to actually promote these youngsters and help them shape a career from cricket. Yeah, I mean, uh, 
you shouldn't say, but these kids are, I mean, they are kids, they're under 19. Um, they are under a lot of pressure, aren't they? Because they're, we've seen in the past how careers have been made through this tournament. And we've seen world-class players emerge. Uh, all these players are extremely talented. We know that India produce, is now producing um, a conveyor belt of uh, talent. Um, these players are under their own pressure, aren't they, to produce? It's not just because of the nature of the tournament and uh, mm -hmm. to win it, but it's also for their personal progression. Certainly, you know, I mean, in a country like India, wherein literally every kid pretty much grows up with a cricket bat in his hand, um, to to actually um, make sure that your talent is spotted by the selectors and to represent the nation at such a young age is obviously a big, big thing to actually boost their careers. And pressure is always there on these kids, I feel, because at the end of the day, they're representing the nation as we've done. And uh, they obviously need to do well and uh, make a name for themselves. So, pressure will play a part. And But I still feel that, you know, with every competition, it just it's a big learning curve for all of them. So, it's exciting and at the, at the same time, it's nice to see that they're actually putting in efforts to um, outplay some of the other oppositions and gel well as a team. So, it's a very good thing and a big plus for Indian cricket as well. Yeah, and um, like you said, um, it's another learning curve for them. And um, But I do, I, I do feel our boys are always under a lot more pressure than other teams. Uh, especially down the age groups because of the uh, nature of uh, where Indian cricket is. It's very, very competitive. And we'll talk about that in a minute when we talk about the national team. Uh, because uh, you can rightly say there's a billion people, but there's only 11 first team player uh, uh, places. So it's very, very tough. But at the moment, it's looking very good. We've had two very comfortable wins, um, I think, um, on form. Um, you never know on the day, but we should be Australia. Then we'll see who we get in the semi-finals. But uh, it, it's good yep. to see the boys performing well and winning comfortably. Um, talking about uh, the next stage, which is uh, this tour, um, the India A tour, which I thought was a really good idea to send some players before New Zealand. Um, you know a lot more about you know the, the, the way our teams play. Is this something we've done in the past mm -hmm. when we played overseas? Send the A team with a couple of uh, potentials going there. Uh, in the the India A tours generally are obviously just to check if uh, youngster, I mean not particularly youngsters or guys who have uh, done really well in the domestic circuit can actually play against uh, quality teams and make the senior side. Um, so that being said, the India A team uh, we we have done really well in the first match we. Uh, one comfortably, you know, uh, Prithvi Shah, Mayank Agarwal, Sanju Samson, all of them made starts. And uh, Sanju Samson, again, he's been called to the yeah. uh, side. So, the India A tours generally are uh, a platform for these guys to, you know, make their presence felt and to ensure that the selectors have a keen eye on them just before any major series. So, that's generally what is followed. And I feel that it's, it's, it's a very good thing for... Uh, guys who haven't landed a spot in the national side yet to go with the Indian A side and uh, make a big impact. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of players there, like you just mentioned, uh, Prithvi Shaw and um, uh, Washington, who've um, been called up um, on the back of their performances. Uh, Prithvi Shaw, there was a little bit of doubt, but he's recovered from his injury to um, perform. You know, he, I think he scored about 100, 150 in one of the innings that he played. Yeah, yeah. Um so and um when you look at the uh, players that are on that list uh, you got Shubnam Gill um 
uh, Mohammed Siraj and a few other Asian Kishan, they were all on the fringes of the uh, national team. Um, yeah. so, so the tour is working out for them as well, that a couple of them have um, made it into the uh, first team. Correct, yeah. Um, they have uh, they have uh, made it to the team and that's purely based on their performances. Um, you know, I feel Prithvi Shah has uh, proven himself in the domestic circuit for quite a while now and has rightfully earned his place. And so has Sanju Samson. Uh, I, I honestly feel that uh, Mayank Agarwal could have been uh, could have been a good pick for the ODI side because uh, he's obviously made it to the test side. But uh, when he started off his career with uh, Karnataka as well, he was more he was more of a aggressive batsman and uh, someone like the typical mold of let's say Virendra Sevak, uh, who could really get India up to like great starts. And Prithvisha uh, also is of the similar brand, and I feel Mayank Agarwal will get there soon. Uh, speaking about the bowlers, you know Khalil Ahmad, Mohammad Siraj, they've played for India. And I feel it, it's only a matter of time before they actually find their way back in the side. But with the T20 World Cup coming up, I feel that this this is pretty much the side that we'll uh, we will go with. Maybe just a couple of changes in case Dhawan gets uh, gets fit again, he could probably come back into the side. So uh, yeah, the India side looks pretty solid, and it's good to see that we've got excellent backups in case of any injuries as well. Yeah, and one player that we both um, felt for is Andrew Samson. Um, I don't know if you've met the young man. Um, it must be, he must be a, ve- a very strong character to keep on going when a lot of people think he should have been given a bit more time instead of just the odd game. Um, what's your take on that and the way he's been? I was saying dealt with. That sounds too strong, but you know, you know how how mm-hmm. he's been treated. Uh, you know, um, I mean, playing for the national side is uh, something that is uh, purely based on talent, you know. Unless you're talented enough, you obviously won't be called as a national side. And Sanju Samson is filled with talent, certainly. Um, but, you know, with uh, Rishabh Pant being given the long rope over a period of time and uh, he's still in the side. And now with Kale Rahul yes. uh, <laughs> being really wrapped up by Virat Kohli as the next wicketkeeper of India... And Kohli himself has gone on the record and said that KL Rahul will be keeping the wickets for us in the T20 series in New Zealand. Um, I think it's just going to make Sanju Samson's uh, case a little bit uh, unfortunate a lot more, you know, because uh, Sanju Samson was picked in the side as the wicketkeeper. But now with KL Rahul, you know, joining the clubs, um, he might have to wait a bit more for, uh, for a place in the playing 11. So... As you as you rightly said, you know I think he's he's someone who is uh, very mentally strong, and that is something that is needed because even guy even someone like Manish Pandey who uh, who is getting only very um, sporadic chances in the ODI side is still making most of his opportunities. So as long as Sanjay Samson understands that he needs to make the most of the chances given to him, I think um, uh, it's good on him that he is making the side, and I think it's only a matter of time before he actually signs for the side as well. Um, and talking a couple of other players in the A team, and you mentioned uh, you thought Mayank should have been in the squad, um, but Shubman Gill is a player that I like as well. Is it simply mm-hmm. that we've got so much talent that you know there's certain players, that even though they deserve to be in the national team, just can't get it because the the team is so good? Is it as simple as that? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, someone like Shreya Sayar uh, uh, making the, I mean, taking up the number four spot. Um, and KL Rahul also being pushed up the order and pushed down the order. 
So a lot of these guys who are ordering the playing eleven haven't really had uh, one spot allo- allocated to them apart from uh, Rohit Sharma and ideally Virat Kohli, who generally comes at three or four. So Shubman Gill, primarily being a middle order player, but I mean off late he has played up the order and even for the Kolkata Knight Riders last season he did play up the order. But I I, I still feel that uh, he will probably have to wait a bit for his chances and uh, we might see him come into the fold after the T20 World Cup, but. Uh, with, with the Indian side right now and a lot of quality players in the side, I don't see him coming to the team for the World T20. And, and the last player I want to talk about is one that we mentioned at the start is uh, Prithvi Shaw. Um, incredible talent and like we said, he came through the uh, Under-19 World Cup as a cap, uh, winning captain. Um, yeah. wh- what do you think about Prithvi Shaw? Uh, he's had a lot He's still very very young and he's gone through a lot um he's had you know some off the field incidents and um what do you think of Brett Fisher? um i i love i love the way he plays you know he he obviously has an aggressive uh, brand to his batting uh, he's someone who does value his wicket but at the same time he's not afraid to go um uh, go on the onslaught right from the start and uh, get his side off to very quick starts. So I, I think he's he's an ideal pick to the side in any condition. You know, he's also proved his worth with the India side now in New Zealand. So uh, if he's if he actually lands a spot in the playing eleven, I'm sure that he will make a difference. Um, he's young, you know. He still has a lot to learn in terms of uh, possibly valuing his wicket a lot more. But having said that, um, if if he does get us to very uh, brief, uh, brisk starts, then he can certainly be someone who can replace Rohit Sharma in the longer run. You know, Rohit isn't uh, the youngest of players in the side, so maybe once once he leaves or once he retires, Prithvi Shaw could be an ideal replacement for him. So, the young guy has a lot of talent and uh, I'm pretty sure that he will cement his place inside uh, sometime soon. And uh, looking at the um, the opening slots, I mean, you mentioned Rohit, uh, but he's, he's definitely there for the next couple of years at least. And then Shekhar, obviously, he's got issues with injuries, but if he's fit, he plays. Um, and then you have KL as a backup opener. Um, is there room yeah. for Prithvi Shaw? Um, I, again, you know, uh, I think this would be the case that uh, Sanju Samson is facing. Uh, Prithvi Shaw will certainly be in the squad. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, him finding a place in the eleven could be slightly hard because um, if if you consider both Rohit and Tawan, they're two guys who have primarily played at the top of the order uh, mm. for a lot of their careers, so almost all of their careers. So, um, you know, I, I don't see Prithvi Shaw fitting into the playing eleven uh, if both Rohit and Tawan are fit. But then again, uh, you never know because Tawan obviously has been uh, subject to a lot of injuries in the mm. recent past and. Uh, with KL Rahul also doing really well in the number four, number five position, we could see Shaw fitting in somewhere there. But, really? um, oh, you know, okay. yeah, I mean, if, if Davan or Rohit, one of the two aren't there, then only he can be there. But with, if both of them are playing, then I don't see him fitting in the playing there. Yeah, that's going to be uh, uh, interesting to see uh, how they fit him in. But he is definitely a talent and uh, somebody that we're lucky to have uh, playing for India. <laughs> Um, the, the other one I wanted to speak about, I wanted your take on this, because KL Rahul has really, you know, it's been an incredible season for him. Um, yeah. You said he can play number one, number four, number five. I think he can play any order by the looks of it. He's in that such a good vein of form. And then Absolutely. obviously, if you add on top of that, his performance when he was asked to wicketkeep, 
Um, mm -hmm. I know there were some comments about comparing him with uh, Risab, and uh, you know what I think of Risab. Uh, I love the guy, but uh, he's having a poor form at the moment. Uh, why wouldn't you mm -hmm. just have um, KL as wicketkeeper? Uh, you know, he has done really well with uh, Karnataka in the domestic circuit, and that's one of the primary reasons why he was tried out in the recent series as well. Uh, he he obviously uh, is is an asset uh, with the with the gloves behind the stumps as well. And going by what Kohli has said, they will be trusting Rahul as the wicketkeeper in New Zealand. So I I think uh, this will be a great test for him. You know, in foreign conditions, uh, it'll be similar to what we can expect in Australia. So if he does well here, I I honestly think you know he's someone who is certain to. Uh, feature in the playing eleven, and uh, Rishabh Pant might you know even if he does play and even if he does keep, he could be given more of a finisher's role, something that Tony has played uh, over these last few years, uh, coming in at number five and number six and just hitting the ball right from the first ball. So Rahul does offer a lot of flexibility in the side, and it's great to have someone like him, you know, who can uh, really play according to the team's um, needs and demands in that particular match or a particular situation as well. Uh, you mentioned uh, MS there, so he's our fourth wicketkeeper. If we go down the route of uh, Pant and uh, uh, Rahul and Sanju, and so. Why? Why? I don't understand. Why isn't there official announcement, even from MS, what his future plans are? What's he waiting for? I, I honestly don't know. You know, when we spoke about this earlier, uh, we actually decided to ask Dhoni himself. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I think BCCI uh, not giving Dhoni a central contract for the upcoming year mm. um, sort of clarifies the whole uh, question of whether Dhoni will be playing for a while or not. Uh, but then again, you know, N. Srinivasan also confirmed that Dhoni will be with CSK in 2021. So, oh. we could see him playing more of a, a role in the IPL and a lesser role with India. Uh, but you never know, you know, the man was spotted in Jharkhand uh, playing a little bit of domestic cricket. So, um, he could be uh, in, in the side for the World T20, but... Um, I mean, it's Dhoni and he, has, he hasn't been in the picture for a long time. So, I think we'll only have to play the waiting game and wait until the man himself comes out and decides what to do about his career. Yeah, one thing I do hope for is some sort of... I mean, if he doesn't play for the uh, national team in the T20 World Cup, obviously that's the end of his international career. One thing I do hope is that some sort of testimonial game, you know, a big game is organised because he deserves that. I mean, we've given incredible send-offs to our legends in the past when they played their last game. Uh, I think he deserves something similar. Certainly, you know, he's a very big part of our, uh, part of Indian cricket. He's won us multiple trophies. He won us a 2011 World Cup as well. Uh, he's He's been a great captain for us and he, he certainly does uh, deserve a farewell match and, uh, you know, hopefully it happens sometime sooner than later because, um, a lot of us have been kept in the dark about what's really going to happen with Tony uh, with the World T20 coming up. So, I mean, as and when he decides to come out of, you know, this long slumber maybe from the field, uh, we'll all get our answers. But until then, we'll probably need to keep waiting and test out guys like El Rahul and Shapant a lot more. Yeah, it's a strange one. It's a strange one. And like you said, it'll be, um, he's keeping everybody in tender hooks. Obviously, a couple of people know if you believe what they say, like the BCCI, um, but we'll we'll wait on that one. One thing I want your take on is um, something somebody that we've spoken about before, 
Um, mm-hmm. But you need to tell me why Kedar Yadav needs to be on this squad. <laughs> you I, need I to convince me. <laughs> I think we had this conversation off the pod as well, wherein uh, we discussed what really Kedar Yadav is bringing to the team. Um, to be honest, even I am very baffled by the fact that he's still in the side. Uh, he didn't feature against Australia, you know. Um, keeping him the side, he's he's someone who's supposed to be a finisher, but he hardly gets to face any deliveries in the match. So uh, I'm of the opinion that uh, you know they should have definitely tried someone uh, who is a lot younger because um, with Hardik Pandya starting to come back into the four, you know, it's 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 for sure that um, you know someone like Kedar Jadav might actually. Um, lose his spot in the side. So, it is surprising to see that he was named in the squad for the New Zealand World. But, um, I mean, I, I don't think I can answer why he's there, but only maybe PCC I can answer. <laughs> I was relying on you because I, for the life of me, can't understand that. Because as a 34-year-old, take, to take him to um, New Zealand uh, to play one-day internationals, um, it just, yeah. it's baffling, it's baffling. I mean, we've got a couple of senior players, you know, uh, you can count, uh, uh, you know, as to why they should be there. But uh, this one is one that um, I was hoping you would be able to answer because he's surrounded by very young players. Um, I think uh, probably Ravindra Jaraja is probably there or thereabouts, Rohit Sharma. But, you know, you can justify their selection. Obvi- they're obvious. Yeah. Uh, but Kedar uh, Yadav, well, when you find somebody uh, in the PCCI, I doubt they'll tell you why, but uh, it'll be interesting to see um, why he's been selected. Um, in terms of the tour, I mean, this is the tour that we've been waiting for when the uh, fixtures came out at the start in the uh, September, October, you know, what home season was going to be like. We knew that the um, uh, the home series would be comfortable and that's the way they've turned out, although South Africa was a lot easier than I thought it would be. And this is the yeah. one we've been looking for. And I don't think we've won in New Zealand um, ever, maybe. Or we won it in the first uh, overseas tour uh, under the captaincy so, yeah. of uh, Patori. But since then, it's not been a good place for us. Um, a bit like South Africa, although we drew the series there. Um, what do you think about uh, our chances in New Zealand? Um, you know, in terms of the squad, uh, we've got a very settled squad. Uh, the batting order is uh, uh, pretty much sorted uh, with uh, Rohit and uh, Kale Rahul, Virat, Shreya Sayer, uh, really putting up uh, really good performances against Australia and South Africa. Um, the bowling unit, uh, it's great to have Bumrah back. You know, he's a key asset in our side. And uh, Bumrah is certainly someone who can uh, change matches um, uh, with, with some excellent bowling. So, in, in terms of the squad, uh, we really have some quality players in the side. Um, then again, I, I feel I feel the bowling, uh, uh, you know, Mohamed Shami, Saini, obviously, uh, they're, they're guys who have really perfected the Yorkers and uh, they will need to use, make the most of the swing and pace on offer in New Zealand. Uh, we have a great team and I feel that we can definitely give New Zealand a run for their money and hopefully uh, win a series, win the series as well. Yeah, and it is part of the um, World Test Championship. Um, it's a little bit unfortunate in the case that, in the sense that there's only two test matches um, at Wellington and Christchurch. So, um, but um, do you think a factor that the New Zealanders had a brilliant win against England uh, in a test series, uh, although England they, they had quite a few issues in selection and what have you, but still it was a great performance by New Zealand. 
But then since then, they've had a battering by the Australians. Um, do you think that will affect them? Um, in, in terms of international cricket, you know, um, there's always a there's always a first part to every series. Um, and there are, there are a lot more challenges um, that are... Uh, that come with every series you know the australians they offer a lot more of um, similar bowling style to what new zealand offer with pace and bounce they rely a lot more on that uh, the indians on the other hand uh, it's more about good lengths good lines and uh, while there are a couple of uh, bouncers you know they don't completely rely on that so there are a lot of different features with every team um, you know the indian side the batting unit is very strong they can play in different conditions and they've proven their worth. So, I feel in that sense, the Indian team will pose a different challenge altogether. And given that New Zealand are playing at home, uh, they, they will certainly be um, a lot more comfortable, I think. And uh, they, they have a very, very good side. You know, they've got some great uh, players. Kane Williamson, obviously, is a key player. Ross Taylor has experience. So does Guptill. They're bowling, you know, um, Tim Saudi. Hamish Bennett is back. He's had a mm. great Super Smash season. Um, Tim Seifert is obviously one of the upcoming uh, opening batsmen. He, he also had a great super smash. So, these guys are coming off some uh, excellent form. And it will be interesting to see how the Indians actually tackle the challenge out there. I mean, we did really well in the series against Australia, which is, you know, the conditions are different. But the New Zealand conditions will be similar to coming to England, um, although it's probably there spring i suppose there um so the conditions will be similar to england in the springtime here um it, players like um, i mean there's only a couple of probably virat rohit uh, that have played there before um do you think it's yeah. a factor now that some of these players i know that we've had the a tour but some of these players will have not played in those conditions the swinging conditions that we're not used to do you think that is going to be a factor or have those days gone for our batsmen uh, it certainly is going to be a factor, you know. These guys don't face too much of swing uh, back here in India. But uh, then again, uh, Prithvi Shaw is accustomed to the conditions now that he played for India. Shreya Sire and Manish Pandey have uh, gone abroad and they've played in Australia and uh, England as well. So, I, I don't think it'll have too much of an effect, although... Uh, you know, they, they might be troubled by the swing a little bit early on. But if, if they read the conditions and, you know, uh, they actually get settled, uh, it'll be very tough to dislodge them. So, um, you know, as we discussed, it's definitely going to be an exciting uh, series coming up. A lot of variables involved. So, i really looking forward to it overall. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I think this will be a brilliant test. And uh, we know how much, uh, although we've got the um, T20s and ODIs, as a appetizer, but it is the two test matches that I'm really looking forward to. I mean, the T20s obviously are important as our build-up for the World Cup. Ravi Shastri has made yeah. it. Um, uh, uh, I think he's gone public in saying, you know, we want to, obviously we want to win it, but there is a determination to win it. Um, mm -hmm. But it's the test cricket that I'm really looking forward to. And um, yeah, I, I think this is a bit like when we went to Australia. This is a good time to play New Zealand. Um, like I said, they've had the thrashing uh, against the Australians really bad. They looked completely deflated. They, there was no fight in them. But that's what happens to a lot of teams that go to Australia, let's be honest. Uh, but in terms of um, the batsmen, um, you know, they've got senior players, put it that way. Um, but I think, I don't know if you agree with me that they rely too much on Kane. 
Or do you think, you know, with uh, Martin Guptill and Ross Taylor and uh, Colin Monroe and players like that, they've got enough um, support, good support? In terms of solidity, you know, in the batting order, I feel Kane Williamson and Ross Taylor will obviously be two of the biggest players. Uh, Martin Guptill and Colin Munro are uh, uh, players who are really aggressive at the top of the order. Uh, but more or less, they've, they've got they've got out within the 30s and 40s mm. in a T20. Yeah. So, Kane Williamson and Ross Taylor will pretty much need to give them that solidity from the 10th over to about the 20th over, or even if they come before that. Um, and after which, uh, guys like Colin DeGrandholm and, uh, you know, they've got Daryl Mitchell also in the side. So, these are the type of guys who can really explode in the last few overs. But in terms of dependency and Williamson, certainly, you know, he's uh, he's he's like uh, India's Virat Kohli. Uh, someone who you look up to to really get you uh, a lot of momentum towards the slog overs. So, he's a key player, certainly. And... Uh, I, I wouldn't put it down to dependency. It's more like something that uh, some uh, role that he will need to play. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, in the bowling department, I think we're matching them, if not slightly better, with the, our spin department certainly, and our, our pace unit is, you know, it's on par with anybody at the moment in terms of conditions in New Zealand. Um, but um, it's, I think, it's the batting. I think that's where we might just edge uh, New Zealand. Um, obviously, yeah. the conditions will play a big factor the toss in uh, New Zealand will play a factor so it's going to be really interesting and I'm really looking forward to seeing it um, I think we'll win um, I always put my neck out and um, I'm sometimes right I wouldn't say I'm always wrong but I think I think we'll win what about what do you think yeah certainly you know we, we've got a great chance uh, we've got a solid team as we discussed um, we've got guys who can really step up and uh, score the runs and also get a couple of exact, uh, couple of important wickets. So we've got a great squad overall. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. We can, we certainly have a great chance of winning the series. Well, we'll look forward to it, and obviously, uh, we'll talk about it in future uh, podcasts uh, as the series goes on. And obviously, we're still going to be covering the um, Under Nineteen World Cup, which is obviously just as important. Uh, so, but um, I really appreciate you t- taking time out. It's been absolutely uh, brilliant, as always, getting insight from you about uh, what's happening in the world of cricket. Um, I encourage everybody to go on to uh, Sportskeeda and uh, follow Prasant because he produces incredible articles. I'm not just saying that because he's in the pod, but I do follow him and I get a lot of my insight and knowledge through those articles. So I'll put a link to that. So. Uh, you can follow up-to-date articles from uh, Prasan. Like I'm sure a lot of you missed the article in the uh, on the Japan team. So it's things like that. So I'll put a link in the uh, show notes as well. But uh, Prasan, thank you so much again. It's been brilliant. Thanks a lot. Uh, really kind of you, uh, you know, to speak about the Japan article. Uh, it, it's been great talking to you as always. Um, love speaking to you on different topics and. Uh, Obviously, learn a lot from you as well. So, thank you so much and uh, I'm looking forward to speaking to you again. Brilliant. Have a brilliant evening now. It's late evening in uh, back home. So, uh, but have a brilliant rest of the week and I'll speak to you soon. Take care, my friend. Thanks, you too. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.